You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Father Knows Something. This is episode number 30. Holly's trying to get herself comfortable. It's uh, an interesting thing to watch as she is digging her nest. (laughs) There she is. All right. So here we go. Chaos. <laughs> Just chaos with the dog. Kick the show off so we can roll on before she gets uh, goofy again. Yeah. So the theme I have for you today, she just is crazy. Uh, the theme I have for you today is just life's big events, whether that's a wedding, a baby shower, or a funeral. And so many life's big events. There's a lot of big events in life and some that are even small events, but might like, we might not recognize her as big as they are, but I felt were necessary to be included. You know, it's so true. The, an event that may happen in someone's life that is uh, life changing in the direction, how they interpret it also is maybe the largest event of them all. I had a, uh, a quick story. I was visiting friends in Northern California. And the fellow told me a story back when he was 17 years old, when, you know, guys and people do things that are dumb and they're, you know, they get in trouble for it. They know they're going to get in trouble when they get home, but that event changed his life. Then he is, you know, 65 years old today and he's still talking about it. And it, and it, it, it's truly, uh, hurts his heart. Cause you know, it hurt, it hurt his dad's, uh, heart when it happened. Yeah. And he never, and I don't think this fellow's ever gotten over it. So these are life events. Yeah, they are. So let's so get into it. Let's go do it. So up first, I, 20 female. Oh my God, that's a sign I need wine. I'm watching this. No, no, I'm good. I have my water. I wasn't, I wasn't sharing. Oh, you weren't sharing. <laughs> <laughs> I, 20 female, I'm getting married next month and I am so in love and he is my soulmate. While we have been deciding the guest list, the topic of my dad came up. My fiance knows I am on very limited contact with my father because he has broken my trust again and again. He cheated on my stepmom of almost 18 years and lied to us all about it. He then left my stepmom for the mistress and got arrested for domestic abuse. I do not want him at my wedding. However, my mother and stepmom want me to thoroughly think about that decision because they think I will regret it later. I want to set clear boundaries with my father and have told him that until he can go out of his way to show me he has changed for the better, out of his own volition, he will not be present in my life. So, should I invite him to my wedding? I want to feel confident in my decision not to invite him 
and not be pressured into inviting him for appearances sake. Well, you know, making choices and decisions out of guilt, I don't find that the right, the, the, the right atmosphere to bring into your wedding. Your wedding is supposed to be your happiest day of, you know, of your, of your life. Yeah. You want people there that are going to celebrate with you because you trust and you believe in everything what's going on with them and how they intermix with your life. It is certainly sucky that your father has had behaviors to uh, to put him in this position. You didn't put him here. He put himself here. And it's a consequence. And, you know, as parents, we sometimes tell our kids, if you do this, there's a consequence. And sometimes parents have to realize, if you do this, there's a consequence. So for this day that is the most important day of your life, uh, you don't have to do anything that doesn't make you feel comfortable. There's always other opportunities for these people to mix in your life in a more controllable environment where you you don't have to worry about all the other uh, interactions that are going on. Mm-hmm. So if you feel that uh, something that you're not interested in doing, don't let anyone talk you into it. I agree with that. It's very challenging having strained relationships. Um, I know there's been a conversation in my life where it came up when I was dating a serious boyfriend in the past. And um, my bio dad asked me, you know, who would walk you down the aisle? And I made a comment like, oh, I'd, you know, I'd like you and Jerry both too. And it was, oh, well, don't even invite me to the wedding then. And so it's very challenging kind of navigating family drama or strained relationships on a day where it's supposed to be all celebrating, but it's also a big life event and you don't want to regret something Mm -hmm. as big as, you know, choosing to not invite your dad. So it is a heavy decision and I can see why the mom and the stepmom are still kind of just being like, well, we want you to thoroughly think about this decision because it is a really big one. Well, I, I, I go back and I look at what are the possibilities that can go wrong. You know, if if your dad doesn't drink, if your dad is, you know, really for the most part, you can have the confidence and trust he's not going to make a scene. There's not going to be a problem. But if you feel there's any opportunity for something to go sideways, you have, an, you have enough issues going through when you invite up, you know, 50, 100 or 200 people to a wedding to worry about the behavior of somebody. You know, you you try to limit your exposure. I mean, we, we you've heard no, that you've heard you've heard that number you've yeah. heard that word on my mouth. You know, as long as you know you, is you understood English. Yeah, and I think that's definitely a really like that's a good way to scale it or weigh the odds. It's like how big of a liability is he if he does drink or is an alcoholic or struggles with mm-hmm. maintaining his composure in social settings. That's going to weigh the scale. If you could invite him. And he would sit there in a row happily, keep his mouth shut and support you on your day, not cause drama with stepmom and your mom. Mm-hmm. Maybe that weighs that one. But I don't think any you know, decision is right or wrong. I think whatever is best for this listener and whatever makes them the happiest, most secure in their mm-hmm. day, less worry. I think that's kind of the right choice for them. She certainly knows the the picture a lot better than you and I know the picture. Exactly. And she knows in her heart right th- what the right answer is. Yeah. 
So I would say follow your gut feeling and do what you do. You know, do what you know is best, and don't let anyone influence you to set yourself up for a catastrophe. If that's the direction it would go, if it's really not going to be a catastrophe, and you feel that you want to, you know, grin and bear it, then that's your own choice and decision. But you, I think you already know the answer before you ask the question. Yeah. Well, in the last line too. I want to feel confident in my decision not to invite him and not be pressured into inviting him for appearances. So based on that, it seems she doesn't like want him there. it seems like she's very resolute mm-hmm. and that is totally fine. I Absolutely. I totally get it. So you are not wrong in that decision and you should feel good about it because at the end of the day it's what's best for you and mm-hmm. your fiance and your special day. And your day. Yeah. So congratulations on your wedding yeah, and uh, have a great one. I know she's getting married next month. Next month. Next month. Well, I'm glad we got. I'm glad we picked it now, so we got this out before the. I know. <laughs> I mean, she may have had to postpone the wedding, waiting for, to see what you and I had to say. Oh my God! Can you imagine if people trusted us that much? Well, let's let's go to the next one. My mother and her mother-in-law, aka my grandma, have been at odds now for a few years. Officially, though. My mother never liked my grandmother. The tension began between both of them when my sister got married, but my mother has always resented my grandmother. My mother insisted that the grandparents of the bride do not attend the rehearsal dinner and had my father, their son, call them to say they didn't need to come because grandparents grandparents don't come to rehearsal dinners. My dad likely intended to imply that they didn't need to travel from the other side of town two days in a row, but my grandparents interpreted that as they were uninvited. My mom takes no responsibility for this, even though she made him make that call. My grandparents told my sister they couldn't make it so as to not upset her. My mother, who suffers from various mental illnesses, OCD, anxiety, depression, etc., responds to things with a narrow mind. She is unable to see fault in her own actions or how her words slash actions can be interpreted as hurtful. The issue has come to a head now that my sister is pregnant with her first child after three years of trying. She just announced publicly, and we visited my father's side of the family so she could tell them before she announced to everyone else. My sister is planning her baby shower in the fall, and my grandmother approached me. Due to the tension between her and our mother, she said she will not be coming to the baby shower. She says that our mother is becoming a grandmother, and she doesn't want her presence to upset her. She isn't comfortable around my mother's family. Our mom is one of five sisters because of their history of issues. My aunt on that side of the family also feels the same. My sister is very upset with the situation, and I want to help, but I don't know what to do. Is there any way to mend their relationship so they can celebrate my sister together without anyone being upset or feeling uncomfortable? Our mother is upset that our grandparents didn't really talk to her at my sister's wedding, but they felt so uncomfortable after being uninvited that they didn't want to bother her. My mother took great offense to this and refuses to see how she could be in the wrong, despite multiple explanations and conversations with me. My grandmother has reached out via letter, which greatly upset my mother. I do not know what was in that letter. I just know my mom talked about it when she had therapy. What can I do? I don't want my sister to miss our grandma at her baby shower, but also understand why she feels too uncomfortable to attend. The sad thing is, is that 
there's always dynamic that we may not be aware of. So we are, you know, right now pointing the finger at her mom, not at the grandma, the, the paternal grandmother. We're looking at simply her mother. But I will and, say, I think, I think this listener is doing, I don't, I'm going to say like, we need to believe the write-in as the write-in stands mm-hmm. and kind of take it at face value. Like this listener is doing a great job to articulate this mm-hmm. situation. I got and that. based on this, I I would say that the mom kind of is in the wrong. I think the grandma's being beyond cordial in all of this. Well, I think it's up to the sister first to decide who's important for her to have. And the sister, now she can go to her sister and say, you need to decide who's important for you. And then you need to make those calls and make those things and take the control of mom out of this. This is your baby shower. This is what you want, the relationship you want with your child to be with their great grandparent. And it's up to you to make that call to say, it's important to me that you're there. And I, I can't control the relationship that and the dynamic that you have with mom and you. That's, you know, that's your girl's thing to go figure out and work out. But I will tell you one thing, you are wanted here. I'm sorry for any miscommunication or, or the way it was, you know, the, the wedding, the wedding uh, rehearsal dinner came down because nobody wanted to hurt anyone's feelings. We were just bringing it for the people that were really in the wedding party to do that from the rehearsal dinner. But it doesn't sound like the sister knew that what happened. That sounds like the mom went behind the sister's back whose wedding it was mm-hmm. and lied and said, grandparents don't come to rehearsal dinner, which is absolutely fucking false. I think that's a bullshit. But, it's bullshit. But but the bottom line was is that she needs to go to the, she it's it's the sister's wedding uh baby shower. She needs to make be, have the relationship with her great grandmother. They they she can open that dialogue and say, "I want you there. I don't care what my mother says. I don't care what her behavior is. I want you there." So what if grandma still says, you know, respectfully, I'm going to bow out. I don't want to stress your mom out. Your mom doesn't like me and I don't want to ruin her first grandchild's baby shower. That's her problem. So what if the sister who it did take three years to get pregnant. So we don't know if there's a high risk pregnancy because of fertility issues. Mm -hmm. What if this is too stressful for the sister to do? The OP that is writing into us can certainly go to her sister and say, what do you want me to, I mean, I think it really is her, her duty to call the grandparent and say, see where it goes. If there, if it gets more in depth that she says, look, I can't do this. I can't deal with the stress. I can't. And she wants to assign this, the, the message to go through the sister to go, to go deliver the message. She'll deliver whatever message that the mother of this child has. She can do that. Yeah. But she can't start writing the rules for everybody else. This is the the mother of this child is the one that's going to write the rules. Whoever the soldier is to carry it out, she can do that. But I do believe that she should, that that the the mother of the baby should first make the phone call to the grandmother and say what her feeling is and go from there. Yeah. So ideal outcome, I want my grandmother to feel comfortable attending my sister's baby shower to support my sister. My sister has even joked that she would rather have our grandmother there than our mother, but that isn't an option for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. 
I did not read that. So that's actually. So I, I go back and I'll say firmly that she needs to have this conversation with her grandmother and tell her what it is. And her grandmother will feel very comfortable coming because she'll know that she is there because her, her granddaughter loves her yeah. and wants to include her and doesn't want for anything in the world to let anyone else get in that way. And if she says it that way, that grandmother will be there and she won't let, she won't allow that her daughter-in-law to push her around. Yeah. So any additional info, our mother was in charge of planning the baby shower, but my sister fired her within the week because she was being controlling and not listening to my sister's wishes. Example, my sister wanted a fall theme with orange and pumpkins, but mom kept suggesting things like animals or a forest theme. My mother, in conversation with me, called my sister selfish for wanting her way, you know, for her own baby shower, lol, and said whoever hosts it plans it and she might as well plan it if she was going to control everything. She continues to use her experience as what has to be done. I've told her numerous times that traditional isn't a legitimate reason to do things a certain way anymore, but she insists. Our mother was very controlling during both of our weddings and has caused a lot of stress for both of us. So this is par for the course from her. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a baby shower. I mean, I'm sure it's, you know, much more difficult than an, than a uh, presidential inauguration <laughs> that the mother has to control every single aspect of it. But the answer is, I think that the, uh, the write-in has a clue. And I, and I hope that the, the, uh, the mother of the, the, her sister, the mother of the baby, will certainly um, bring in her own power and just yeah. say, this is the way it's going to be. And, you know, mom, I love you. And I can't wait to see you there. But this is, I want this to be done under the guidelines of what I want. And honestly, if you're, if, you know, your mom, our listener, if your mom isn't going to take that well, I think it's as hard as it is setting boundaries with parents that are so self-centered and always play the victim like this. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes it needs to be done. And she might throw a fit, but at the end of the day, she's going to get a, get over it real fast when that baby comes and she wants to be number one grandma and all that shit. And all so, the shit that comes with it. And, and, and she's, she's in, right in play for that. Yeah. And so I think I cannot imagine not having my grandma at my baby shower or a wedding or mm-hmm. any important events because of my mom being a petty fucking witch. And so I would lay down the hammer. I think I would say, mom, and whether this comes from, this probably needs to come from the sister having the baby because mm-hmm. that's the only one that has power. Mm-hmm. And Correct. it needs to say, it needs to be, yes, have the conversation with grandma, like you said, mm-hmm. but you also got to go nip this in the bud with mom and say, you know what? I love you. And you are my baby's grandmother and I want you there, you know, to celebrate, but my grandma is going to be there. Mm -hmm. And if you can't handle that, then, you know, I think it's best for everyone. You don't come Mm -hmm. and I love you. And I don't want to say you can't come. If you can't come with, if you can't come with love in your heart, don't come. Yeah. That's the way it is. Definitely. I, it's such a shame because it sounds, you know, we hear a lot of toxic mother-in-law stories mm-hmm. between my podcast and yours. And it sounds like this grandma has made a lot of concessions to be a good mother-in-law to mm-hmm. our listeners' mom. Mm-hmm. And so it's just sad to hear that 
it's come to this. And I, I cannot believe that the dad made the call to tell his own parents not to come to the rehearsal dinner. I'm just, it's just a little baffling. These, these life events we have, you know, we do put a lot of pressure on them. So I will say, you know, if you want a small wedding or a wedding with just your friends or whatever you want your days to look like, that's fine. Because I know we do put a lot of pressure on these events, but Mm -hmm. it's important to be around family and if you have, you know, good relationships and they're great. And it'll be a lot, and it's a lot more fun with, with for everybody when everyone just chills out and enjoys the moment. Yeah. Takes it as it comes. Worst case, I was going to say, if grandma is still refusing to come and mom is being mom, mm-hmm. what a, I was thinking like two, maybe two showers, two small, more intimate showers. You could do showers. If I mean, budget's an issue. Split the budget. Keep it smaller. Mm-hmm. Mom's side, dad's side. I've seen that. We've seen multiple showers. I don't mm-hmm. think that's anything that's tricky. You don't have to have one. I mean, sometimes I've seen three or four showers. It depends on what, what group. Yeah. Oh my God. That's that's a little. It depends on what groups are doing what. If it's the cousins, if it's the friends. If it... I have seen friends versus family. And I've seen this. It's, it's broken up. And it's nothing insulting to the next one. It's just that there's, you know, you try to do the best mixes. Well, that and... I think everyone wants quality time, Mm -hmm. talking to the expectant mother, sharing their stories, giving advice. So I think having a more intimate shower might honestly be nicer and less stressful for everyone. All considerations. Yeah. Okay. Let us know how you did. Yeah. Keep us posted. I'm, I'm so curious. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, moving along. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Jerry. I'm not much of a storyteller, but I'd really like a stranger's opinion. I'm sorry if this is a little long-winded. I want to know if I would be wrong if I didn't attend my boyfriend's brother's wedding. My boyfriend's brother is getting married in August, and I was really excited to go. I have never met his family. They live in the Midwest, and my boyfriend and I live on the East Coast. I've never been to an American wedding, and it's a destination wedding somewhere I've always wanted to travel. I suggested to my boyfriend we get flights, hotels, gifts, etc. figured out early. I didn't want to pressure him, though, as it's his family event. I did offer to get the tickets since my boyfriend paid for the hotel, both fairly expensive given the destination of the wedding. I suggested to my boyfriend a few times to call his family and determine the details. For example, is he in the wedding? Should we fly with his elderly grandfather, etc.? After weeks of suggestions, I finally seriously asked my boyfriend to please call his family and make a plan. He eventually did, and he is in the wedding, news to him, and his grandfather is traveling separately. The problem, by the time my boyfriend confirmed these details, prices have skyrocketed and all direct flights are sold out. The hotel room itself was about $1,000 for three days, but our tickets are currently more than 
13 to 1400 per person. I'm not totally opposed to going, but it's so expensive. We won't even be going to explore the city due to time restraints. He says it's too expensive and he doesn't have any more PTO. I could certainly dip into my moving fund. We're moving in November, but I set that money aside for us and our future. I've been sharing with my boyfriend my concerns about the prices, but he's very laissez-faire about finances. Admittedly, we were also at the bar or texting when I brought it up. Am I being stingy and cheap? Or can I tell my boyfriend that it's just too expensive and I don't want to pay $3,000 for a wedding where I don't actually know anyone? Will I ruin my relationship with his family? Also, if I do go, I'm a vegetarian. Is it weird to bring your own food to a wedding? Ideal outcome. Part of me really wants my boyfriend to just say, I'm sorry, I should have been a little proactive, but that feels so petty. I just want him to show respect to my time and finances the way I attempt to do with him. Additional info, I'm 24, my boyfriend is 31. We have been dating for a year and a half. I lived in Asia for 10 months during that time, hence why I haven't met his family. We both have good jobs. Him not planning and being so hands-off about money has come up quite a few times because I am quite the opposite. So I'm a little sensitive about that. Well, I'm glad you shared it all with me. Uh, similar uh, action just happened personally with me, with family that they were on the East Coast and we had a uh, engagement party and we were making a, my family was making a, a, a three-way, should I say, event. We had a 70th birthday, we had a 90th birthday, and we had the engagement party. And uh, the woman that I'm dating wanted to go, you know, to a couple different events that I that I had going on. And I said, uh, you know, due to money, we should, you know, pick at least one event. You know, we all want to do everything, but financially, we're just not there. Yeah. And so... I knew that when it comes to air, and she's a planner. She wanted to buy her airplane tickets long before. I wasn't really certain. I knew if I bought tickets, I'm going to own the tickets. I wasn't quite sure where I was going to be, how I was getting there, what, because I had multiple events going on for that week. And I knew that she had a job. I wasn't sure if she would have a job still during that period of her contract would be up. So I was I was dragging my ass all the way through to these tickets. Oh my God, you're this guy. I am that guy. And but I definitely realized that there are tickets. We will figure it out. And I and as she saw the the prices climbing, I certainly looked around and I found the right flight and the dollars that we were able to afford to buy the tickets and and make it all happen. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate thing was is that due to COVID and, and what's going on with the airlines, flights are being canceled left and right. So our problem wasn't buying the ticket that we that we we did buy. We got great pricing to get there. Yeah. However, when we left, we we had a connection coming back, and they canceled the flight in the middle of the whole thing, <laughs> and that made our price our tickets go insane. So the bottom line is, as far as what he's doing, you can certainly say to him without any question that this is too expensive and I can't go. Yeah, and that's fair. And that's fair. And say, I wish we could have bought the ticket earlier. And if if it's that important to him, he'll figure out how to get you there, even if he buys the ticket. But it because that's what I would have had to have done. 
Yeah. I mean, this is extremely inconsiderate. Mm -hmm. I, I have a really hard time when people don't put in the same energy I do, or they don't Mm -hmm. at least match my energy. Like, um, for example, Justin had a wedding we went to recently Mm -hmm. and we were both like, okay, let's buy tickets soon. Let's buy tickets. And we're, we've, we're going to Chicago this weekend to spend some time with his dad. And it's the same thing. We waited, our tickets went up and we regretted it. But that's also on Justin because Justin knew about this and chose not to buy the tickets. Mm -hmm. And maybe I should have, you know, nagged him more, but here we are. Now we have expensive tickets Mm -hmm. and it sucks. So I, I'm, we're kind of all on this boat right now where we're, you know, COVID has really made prices crazy. Um, there's staff shortages, airline are just, you, you may, you may not get there. They're batshit crazy and they should have just kept their fucking masks on. And a lot of the problems wouldn't be as bad in the airline industry right now, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. I think it is beyond fair to not go to spend $3,000 to go to someone's wedding where you don't even get to stay for the week and enjoy where you're going. Mm-hmm. It's just transactional is beyond insane to me. I, I I will say this. There is nothing wrong with the reality that money is expensive today. Well, and we're and, about to head into a recession. Hold on. There's nothing. I will also tell you, there is nothing like when you're together with the family that no one has ever seen and that you, you do meet them. And if it all goes great, that it's the greatest experience of your life and worth yeah. every penny of it. So there's the balance. If, if, if that you, is true. It's a good. It's a good way to connect with the family. It, it's fantastic. everyone's happy and at the end of the yeah. day, the experience I went through was well worth all the nightmare because we had the we had the time of our life. Yeah, and everyone met everybody, and everyone loves everybody, and it was a positive experience. If, if for anything that it would fall short of that, then everyone would be really upset. And whoever put put the money out because they they put three thousand bucks out. Everyone was pig vomit. It was a shitty weekend. So it can go either way. Yeah. So use your gut feeling. If you honestly can't afford it and you're going to go with the uh, the premise that this was just way out of way out of pocket, don't go. Just tell me, you know, honey, I wanted to go. Money got away with this thing or, and I'll have to meet them on another occasion. Go have a wonderful time with them and, and I'll see you when you get home. Yeah, I mean... I love the Midwest, so maybe planning a trip to go visit them and see where your boyfriend is from would be great. And also hopefully cheaper. Do you get any, I guess, do you get any weird vibes about the fact that he is so hands-off or just kind of lackadaisical or whatever it is? didn't want her to go. I'm getting, for some reason here, and I know I'm just... I just hate how my mind works sometimes because well, I had that same I had that same thought because my mind has a really hard time believing that someone who is in the wedding in the wedding mm-hmm. doesn't know they're in the wedding until I mean this write-in just came in quite somewhat recently August is next month mm-hmm. so even if this write-in was a couple of months ago people who are in weddings don't they know they have to get a tuxedo yeah, and they and they know, got a match, and they know typically, unless it's a shotgun wedding, they typically know pretty far in advance. Mm-hmm. And I know some people are not, you know, they're they don't do the bachelor party, so maybe there haven't been a lot of events. But it takes a decent amount of time 
to plan a wedding, let alone a destination wedding, Mm -hmm. I have a hard time believing he didn't know he was in the wedding. And this just seems, and if it is him just being careless and lackadaisical or um, laissez-faire, however you say that, sorry if I butchered it, I would not be able to be with someone like that. Mm-hmm. This would drive me bonkers. Well, it might be the wrong match for they may not be the right couple because she says I'm one way and he is the opposite. And if it's going to be a problem as they go forward, then this is a trigger that's going to uh turn into be a lot of bitterness in their life and it's probably best to you know, reconsider this whole concept. Yeah. Uh, I would hope that my, you know, Justin when we just went to this wedding recently for his friend he made sure like, I'll pay for your ticket. I want you there with me. And so it's just, it is, I, my spidey sense are tingling. So please keep us posted on how everything goes and don't think you're being stingy or cheap. I think that is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell your boyfriend it's just too expensive? Yes, you can tell him. You should be able to communicate that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make sure we hit all our questions here. Will I ruin my relationship with his family? What do you think about that one? No. I don't think so. I think that the fact of the matter is that when they say that it's just out of her budget, she couldn't afford it. You know, the family has an easy decision to make. We want her. We're willing to buy her a ticket. Yeah. She's she's coming. She's I, important to you. You guys have, you're a year and a half into it. We want to meet her. We want to see what she's about. Mm-hmm. Boom, decision done. Yeah, exactly. And if that if that was something that they did hold against you, then that's not like nah. that's not a family you wanna no. Yeah. And then if you do go, I'm a vegetarian. Is it weird to bring your own food to a wedding? They're gonna they're gonna help her. There will definitely be vegetarian options. And also that's something your boyfriend should be asking for you because again It's his family. It's his family. But also, like, are they doing plated dinners? Is it a buffet style? If it's a buffet style, they typically have lots of veggies and vegetarian options, like, anyways, as sides. But again, like... Don't make this the issue. Yeah, like, that's not the issue here. Um, So, any final words? No, I think that she's got it. I'm I'm interested to see to see what she does. Yeah. I think it was wonderful that you offered to to step up to the plate and buy the tickets for them and be Oh my be a god, couple. yeah. That was huge. That's massive. That's that was huge. So Because it's not like he should be buying his own ticket to his brother's wedding. So, uh on that note, I think uh you're great and Good we luck. really look forward to hearing from you. Good luck. Bye. Good. Next, what do we got next? <laughs> Why are you rushing me? Because you always tell me that I'm I, I I take too long in my answers. And we're only 40, 40 minutes in. It's okay. Okay. Well, I just don't want I mean you tell me that I'm I'm the culprit. I don't want to be the culprit. <laughs> okay, up next. Hi, Jerry, Morgan, and Justin. He's he is uh what's the what's the word abstentia today? Absent? Absent. Yeah, he's absent, he's not here. <laughs> Uh, I showed my boyfriend the podcast last night and he thought we should ask you guys for advice. Me, 19 female and my boyfriend, 20 male have been dating for three months and we're getting engaged. I know that sounds completely insane. I can hear Morgan saying they're babies. haha. But I have always wanted to find someone who made me feel and who made me feel loved and secure to get married. And that's how I feel with him. 
Of course, we're both still pursuing our dreams. I'm in university and he is in the trades. We both have a couple of years of school left, so we're not planning on getting married until then. The issue is that my whole family knows that he bought a ring. My mom and grandma are actually helping him plan the proposal, but his parents don't know anything. My boyfriend honestly feels afraid of his parents. He still lives with them, but he doesn't pay much rent and often they'll treat him like a child, maybe even an errand boy. It's really disheartening for me to be around that, so we hang out a lot more in my house. My mom, my stepdad, and my brother love him. My mom tells me all the time that he's already a part of our family, and he feels like that too. Honestly, it's like he can be himself there, but whenever we're at his house, he's just so afraid of disappointing his parents that he can't be himself. His mom has taken issue to the fact that he would spend so much time at my house. At one point, she said something to him along the lines of, quote, I like so-and-so right now, but if you guys never spend time here, I won't like her anymore. And so I tried to make more of an effort. Then he told them that we are planning on moving in together. They blew up at him and said they'd write him out of the will. After that, he came to my house and my mom and I gave him some advice. Once he went back home, they apologized right away for overreacting and he was able to talk to them a little. But that situation just makes it even harder for him to tell them about our engagement. They were also really upset that we're taking two trips, one next week to New York City because I have an uncle who lives there and another in July to Spain. I was born in Spain and most of my family lives there from both my mom and dad's side. It's really important to me that he meets my family. In fact, the proposal is going to be in Spain because my grandpa is 86 and in remission, so he won't be able to travel here for our wedding. Whenever he has to tell them something, he shuts down and just looks down. We talked about it, and he wants me to be there with him for moral support when he does tell them. Ideal outcome. My ideal outcome is that my boyfriend doesn't feel terrified to communicate with his parents and that they can be happy for us so we can keep working on growing that relationship. I don't want them to have a falling out because of me. Additional info. His mom is very religious. I think that's a part of why she reacted like that to us moving in together. So maybe the engagement might smooth things over, but I'm afraid they'll say it's too soon. Any advice? Well, yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear it. Yes, I do. I like the way that sounds. Um, (laughs) You're dealing with... uh, and, and, and. by the way, it doesn't mean because I, I get an, an instinctual um, feeling about the parents and about their relationship and their dynamic. It doesn't make me that I'm right. Um, I'm going to start with that one. It just sounds like the parents are very, very controlling. They have not allowed him to grow to the extent that he he can grow that he is actually being held back and, and stifled in some of his growth. And when he tries to spread those wings and grow uh, emotionally, they can't deal with it and they put a, a stop on it. So his escape was he comes to your house and hangs out and he can be himself. He can spread those wings a little more and he's liking it. He's liking that he can grow. But when he goes back home, let me tell you about the 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 those, those falcons in that nest. Uh, it gets tough, and that's what you're dealing with. So, 
in all reality, you know, we all have to, we all have to break the nest. And sometimes when you, when, as we become from adolescents to adults and we're breaking that nest, there is trouble in, you know, in those, in the dynamics of those relationships. I know that with Morgan, she, she is very independent. And even though I never stifled her, at least in my opinion, as she grew, the more independent she, the older she's getting, the more independent it it gets tough. But so she's very forceful in her in her decisions what she's going to do. Where I just have commonly just learned to say, whatever you do is great, and <laughs> and I shut up. And then sometimes she'll come to me. She says, "I just you know I got th- I just want to ask you what you think on this." And it doesn't happen often, but when it happens, I'm glad to be there and 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 answer the question. But I'm not one to be there to be controlling. My parents were. My father never allowed me to grow. And the day that he allowed me to, to start growing was the day that, unfortunately, that he passed away. And it's sad that that's what it took. But his emotional um, mind or age, he couldn't allow his kids to grow older than he was um, emotionally didn't matter chronologically it was emotionally mm-hmm. and that didn't happen till after he passed that we were all allowed to be let loose and to become the 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 the, the flying birds that we all became so that's what you're dealing with with this guy and the fact that he wants you there and you're worried about they won't like you they are, let's just let's assume you're going to get a problem it doesn't matter he is man enough to stand his own ground to say you know guys I, I hear your feeling. I know your concerns and this is where I am and we're getting engaged and we're not going to get married for a couple of years. We have things to go through in, in our own pattern, Yeah. but, but we're making this commitment to each other that this is our intent and you can be on board with it or you don't have to be on board with it, but I love you and I'm not going to hold anything against you. Yeah, definitely. I, I do think you guys are young, but like, I'm, I recognize I'm also still young. Like, I, I call everyone babies and just, I don't know, but I mean, the fact you guys have been together three months, three months is very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to be engaged there. And the, I for think, two years. I think the fact that you're waiting to get married until you're done with school is amazing. If you want to throw the label of being engaged and fiance and all of that on it, and that's something that makes you happy, then do it. I, I think it's smart though to wait. Um, it sounds amazing. And I know, I know some people say like, I knew the day I met my partner mm-hmm. and we got married 30 days later and we are now together 20 years later. I, I've seen it where they're, they're, they're together for 60 years later. And some people, when they know, they know. I know. I didn't, I haven't felt that. I haven't after three months wanted to marry someone. So mm-hmm. I haven't felt that personally, but I know it exists and it can be successful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sure you'll get pushed back, but you guys do you. And if you're confident in your relationship and your love, then that's what matters. I will say this, that it's, it's wonderful that you see this and you recognize it. And anything that I say after this means nothing against that <laughs> statement. Uh, you do learn more about each other over the first year. The, at the end, at at post the 12 months mark, some of your defenses, some of your things that you may not even know that you were shielding 
those actions come out. And that what the trick is not that they come out. The trick is, do they trigger you when they're, when each one of yours, these little things do come out or you just look and say, didn't bug me at all. I'm great. I knew, I, I knew about this or this is just another, you know, color that's coming out in the palette and I love it. And Bless his heart. Are you able to work through it, communicate through it together? So there's going to be a lot of learning going on and I'm excited for that with you. And I, I'm not going to at all say too young or this or that. I'm just going to say the fact that you're going to give it the two year mark before you get married. I think that's a wonderful thing to go into this with that intention to, to get to know each other, grow with one another. And certainly, uh, measure that you guys can grow together chronologically and emotionally, because as these years tick by, you're going to have so many different experiences from jobs and life and struggles and parents passing and all the stuff that's going to go on. And you're going to have to be able to be there for each other. And, you know, the fact that you're going to be with each other when you tell him that uh, his parents that you're going to, you know, get engaged, I think is a great thing. And the fact that he's going to go back and meet your grandfather now and then give your grandfather that joy of meeting the man that you're going to spend your life with. Yeah, I think that amazing. is the most beautiful thing in the world and I am fully supportive of it. And, you know, I, I, I'm very pleased for you. So would you tell his parents before or after the engagement, before it becomes official? Well, I don't think she has to, he has to, she or he has to say anything before it comes official. He can go to his parents and say, you know, start the fight now. There's going to be a battle. Because you think so regardless? I think regardless because they're controlling and the parents are going to say, three months, you haven't known each other. You guys are kids. You're, you're idiots. And, you're ruining your life. Yeah, I think that they're... The, typi- they're, the typical They're going to be, they're heading down to that thing. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, he, if, if he feels this and he, and he, look, you and I have a relationship that you could come to me with anything and I'm not going to blow up. I'm going to pretty much listen first yeah. and try to come up. But obviously he doesn't. So he doesn't. we got to give him the best advice for navigating so, this situation. That's so obviously going to be if, tumultuous. If he, if he wants to go by himself and deal with this and not involve her in, in the nightmare, then he can go have this 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 conversation on but his own. But he wants her more support. Right. Well, then, so, then she's got to go into it re- recognizing the fact that there is going to be a battle and it's going to be a dynamic and it's going to show her strength to do it. My personal thing is if he, if he's not going to, if he can't have a heart to heart with his dad and his mom before and saying, I'm going to do this, I'd like it. I love that you meet her and love her. You know, that's something that he has to figure out. If th- there's going to be a battle when she goes there, she just better be aware of that. It, if it if it doesn't turn into a battle, fantastic. But be prepared that if it's going to be that she's not going to uh, let a rocker that that life is going to bring them battles. Uh, definitely. I mean, and this is nothing compared to what life will bring you. Life will bring you a lot of shit. It just does. It takes the palm tree and it bends that palm tree all the way back. And then the person says, Oh my God, I can't take anymore. And then you find out that that palm tree gets bent back even further and further and further, and you will withstand it. Yeah. So long as you go into weather, knowing that there's going to be a, a storm here, then be brave and weather the storm and, and take it head on. It will show them that you have character. 
Yeah, I mean, there's only so much you can do to appease parents as well. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had a little bit more context on, is he an only child? If he's an only child, then it makes sense why they're so controlling of him. He's an only child and he's a boy. I think boy-only children have different dynamics with parents than girl-only children. Um, f from what I've seen, at least, and um, read a lot and done research on, uh, if he has siblings and he's mm -hmm. the only boy out of girls, again, there's some added pressure. Cultural dynamics play into that sometimes for the boy being responsible to take care of his family and, you know, expectations that come with that. So there's a lot here I want to know and like details, but I would say, yeah, prepare for the storm. But I think it might be better and I know he does want his girlfriend there for support, mm -hmm. but I think it would be better if he put it on their radar that he is going to propose or maybe even just saying, I'm thinking of proposing, mm -hmm. you know, it's not, it's a little bit away, just whatever. Um, and kind of put it on their radar. So then they don't feel blindsided and even more defensive and more mm -hmm. abrasive. So I think I would solo which mm -hmm. is going to be a tough conversation because of the way they reacted to moving in but you know maybe the religious factor and being more traditional is playing in so maybe an engagement will help them feel better about a move in but well, and, and also remember they're very manip manipulating i mean you are oh. cut out of the will financial manipulation 101 right there i mean horrible and that's what i'm like is he an only child like is that a form of manipulation it's clearly a form of manipulation but is that like the only thing they have on him that they can use as a threat so <laughs> when a parent says you're cut out of the will <laughs> does the kid get back say mom and dad are you planning on dying next week <laughs> also i'd say okay well you know if he is an only child it's kind of like well good luck peace out well if they're going to throw him, uh, like, basically disown him, and he, I'm going to cut you out of the will well, after just, hey, got, I'm, I'm 20 and I'm thinking about moving in with my girlfriend. Well, here's the deal. He's got to show show them that he is mature and he's smart enough that not to take the bait and just say, I love you guys, and this is what's going to happen. I just hope you're, I, I hope that eventually you'll get over it and we can yeah. be a family. That's all. Mm -hmm. the, That's, more, the more immature yeah. he is the more he's proving to them that he is not prepared for this. He's good. No. And it, based on, you know, the reading we have here, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say he's so much immature. I think he's just been kind of like what you said. He's been very stunted. They haven't allowed mm -hmm. him to grow. That's right. And so when faced from um, confrontation from them or verbal beatings, he shuts down. Right. He I, recedes. My, my brother was, a, my, Scotty was brilliant. He knew how to just say, you know, if you don't like it, oh well. And he walked out. Yeah. And then they, it finally, you know, my They'll father realized he couldn't couldn't control him. And it would, you know, take a few weeks, but it would roll back. Yeah. You know, but as many people have pointed out to me, not everybody is me. Not everyone has had my experiences. And some people just respond totally differently and i get that i would say though if he is an only child mm -hmm. i would imagine they would come around it's going to be a storming phase for sure mm -hmm. there's going to be battles they're going to th throw threats at him mm -hmm. they're going to emotionally 
manipulate him. It could pull. all go. It could all go that way. It and could it, go that way. And, and it if it does, totally blow us away by going the opposite way. I don't know. We if, don't. if his parents are smart enough to realize that there's there's a two year buffer here, and we'll just let her ride out. I would hope to be that smart and see what happens. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But if it doesn't go that way. At least it sounds like he has great support with you and your family. Mm -hmm. And hopefully down the road, they can come around and, you know, after they see you guys two years down the road, all of their worries of it was too soon. Mm -hmm. It wasn't right. What is You're marriage? too young. What is marriage? And I mean, I look at marriage and then you can tell me your thoughts is inviting the person to share the journey with you through your life and journey has all kind of twists and curves. And I think if he explains to his parents that this, I understand what marriage is and this is a journey and I want to do my journey with this woman. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't really know. I've kind of gone back and forth on this. I think marriage is good to have like certain legal protections for you mm -hmm. and your partner, but I understand why a lot of people don't pursue marriage at the same time mm -hmm. and just go through life with their partner not signing the paper, but still the journey. It's all about the journey. No matter how you define your relationship, we mm -hmm. could say that's the journey. Yeah. Keep all us right. posted. Let us know. Let us know. How are we doing on time? Uh, well, I only have one more for you. Let's go. And then we have a Patreon. Okay. Dear Jerry Morgan and Justin. Again, in absentia. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you in advance for listening to my story. I'm a fan of the Two Hot Takes podcast and I've been loving what you guys are doing with Father Knows Something. Now, on to the story. My 24 female boyfriend, 26 male, and I have been together for a little over three years and living together for one year. Last week, my coworker's dad passed away. They had a ceremony yesterday at which I said I would go. The morning of the ceremony, he told me he would not go with me since he didn't know the family so after some bickering back and forth, we agreed he would drive me and wait for me outside. When we arrived at the funeral, I saw how busy and crowded it was and started panicking. The thing is, I have social anxiety, and usually events like this trigger me a lot. I don't even know why I said yes to begin with, but here I was. I'm not super close to my coworker. I also did not know any members of her family, but still thought I should go offer my support. However, the thought of walking in there with so many people I did not know in, in an unknown location made me really scared. I asked my boyfriend if he could please come in with me just so I can pay my respects and then we will leave because I was feeling anxious. He said no, that he had already told me he wasn't going in and that I should just go in. After so much back and forth for about 10 minutes and asking him to please come inside with me, he kept saying no and giving me attitude. I started crying. All of the arguing and the thoughts of just walking in there alone made me so frustrated I couldn't stop crying. My heart rate was over the roof and I just didn't know how to control it. I was in the car panicking for almost 50 minutes, fixing my makeup, trying to build up the courage to go into the chapel while my boyfriend would say things like, what are you, five? Why are you crying? Or you're not a kid going in alone. He finally agreed to go inside with me and I was able to calm down enough to go inside, pay my respects and leave. After we went back to the car, he made comments insinuating if I knew how to cry on command or if I was fake crying. I said no 
I don't even know how to do that. And I was just crying because I was really scared. That's what anxiety usually does to you. He then said I could just choose to not be anxious and should get over it. I looked at him in disbelief, asking him if he was serious because there was no way he just said that and was so ignorant about mental illness. I said it in those exact words. He said that he is not ignorant and I was overreacting and I should just learn to control it. I started feeling very upset again and told him if I could just choose to not be anxious, then half of the world dealing with anxiety will be cured and people would not struggle so much if it was that easy. We then drove the rest of the way home in silence. I can't stop thinking about what he said. His words were very hurtful to me. I have been very open since the beginning of our relationship about my struggles with anxiety and depression. And for him to insinuate that I was faking it or that I could just get rid of it if I really wanted to was a big slap in the face. I am now doubting our relationship and wondering if this is something I really want to be in for the long haul. I want a partner who will offer me emotional support, even if it's in small things like going to the grocery store. And he just seems to not get that. He always complains on why we need to go do everything together because oftentimes I get anxious about going to new places or places where human interaction is required. He also said that I don't go to any places with him, so I would never ask him to come to any places with me since I'm not willing to do the same for him. I tried to explain to him that not being able to go out with him all the time due to my mental health was different from him doing it out of spite or to get back at me, but he just didn't understand my point of view. He often also complains that I'm rude or disrespectful because I am not as outgoing as him and don't interact much with people, like his family, even though I have explained before that meeting people is very hard for me due to my social anxiety. I have expressed to him how often people think I have a resting bitch face or I'm antisocial because I choose to stay in one place and don't talk much. And to hear him basically agree with what others say was hurtful. I guess my question is, is this a small problem to worry about? Should I just get over it? After hearing him say these things, I don't think I can see him the same. Is it possible to come back from a moment like this? Am I overreacting? How can I talk to him to make him understand I'm not being bitchy or rude? Also, I know I should seek professional help, and I am in the process of finding a therapist. Anyways, I'm sorry if this was too wordy. English is not my first language, and I didn't want to miss something. Thank you again for all the support you guys offered to all of your listeners. I hope you know what a good grain of salt you guys put into the world. Best, K. Well, this was not a difficult one to come up with the answer. You you had the answer, and the answer is that this fella is got no compassion for you at all. Zero. And I don't know how you can possibly think about having a relationship with somebody who has no compassion or, 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 or intimacy in just the way he speaks to you on, on partnering with you. How do you make love with this guy who, who simply has no uh, care, for, care in, any, in, in, in who you are and what makes you you? The fact that you felt com uh, compelled to go to a funeral to pay honor, honor or homage to to your coworker—such an and, incredible and kind act—and that this guy was not going to be of your of 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 your grain to go along with you. There's a mismatch here. Now I don't know what your attraction is to this guy. 
But, you know, everybody has their attraction. So who am I to say not to be attracted to somebody have a relationship? But I will tell you, this isn't healthy by any way. The fact that you are recognizing this, you know it, you already know the answer. This dump the dude. <laughs> I've never DTD. We're we're thirty episodes in, and I don't know if I've ever heard you take such a direct approach. I mean, the the this guy doesn't deserve or even come to, to, to for respect of anything else. This was absolutely horrible, and the fact that you were writing it and putting so much into this. And trying to find an excuse to 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 give him a a, a, a get out of jail free card for his behavior. Sorry, it doesn't happen with me. I'm done with this guy. Yeah, he's he's history. Unless he, I mean, I would go to him and say, "I'm sorry. This does this is not the relationship I'm looking for." How can, I, I I went back to holding this guy must be the greatest fuck in the world because he doesn't know how to be a lover. I don't know what you're getting out of this guy. Because you're certainly not getting the the main rudiments you need to have in a relationship, and that's love, care, understanding, compassion, someone to work with you, be with you, stand by you. All he he fails on every single level. So, um, you got a tough one with this dad on this one. Yeah. Talk to your sister over here. See what she's. <laughs> I'm not because I'm your not da- any happier. Your, your, da- your dad is not happy with this one, and only because he's looking out for you. Yeah, I will just say, what you did is amazing. I know it's kind of like I didn't know the coworker. I don't know why I agreed, but showing up for people on the worst days of their lives. They're it, not going to remember what was said, but they're going to remember who was around there. them, and. That is such a selfless, kind thing you could have done, especially because you do struggle with social anxiety. That is incredible. And so for your boyfriend to say, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to be with you. And then abuse you for it. And then abuse you for it. That was not about like, that was not about supporting that family for him. That was about supporting you. And to have a partner have no regard for supporting you in tough moments. I'm sorry. No. And he, he, look, I, I was thinking in the very beginning, you know, maybe he has a problem with death. Maybe he has a problem with going to funerals. He could have articulated that too in the very beginning and said, you know something, honey, I just have a real tough time with funerals. I can't do this. And if you need me to be there for it, I can't do it because I have an issue with it. Yeah. And that, that I would have, I would have accepted. And then you could have made the choice if you wanted to go or you could or could not go or do something different. But the behavior that he had and just the immaturity and the selfishness and all the shit that went along with what he did and the mind manipulation and all this crap, I'm over it. I'm no, done with this, this guy. Is, this, that's emotional abuse to discredit someone's mental health concerns and their, you know, their problems that they deal with on a daily basis and kind of brush them off and say, you're creating this. You, do you know how to cry on command? fuck you to totally invalidate someone like that in their struggles and everything they go through. I cannot imagine. It sounds like you had a panic attack, to be honest, based on what you're describing. And I had one the other night. I've been dealing with a lot of shit and just, you know, my podcast and seeing negative negative reviews about me and who I am as a person and 
Morgan this and Morgan that, it really has taken a toll on me. Mm -hmm. And it's made me come to this point where I'm, I'm like, I don't even want to do this anymore. I'm subjecting myself to such abuse. And I know everyone's entitled to their opinions, but there is still a way to articulate your opinion with kindness. And Mm -hmm. that's not something I've been getting. And that's not something you got in this. And so the other night I was having a panic attack and Justin, like, I can't imagine in that moment when I was going through that, Justin just being like, hey, brush it off. It's fine. You're fine. Why are you crying? No. Instead, I got a really deep hug and someone who was a sounding board for me. And so to hear this is so frustrating for me because I struggle with anxiety as well and depression. And it's just, it's fucking terrible. And maybe he was great, you know, the first two years, and maybe this is a recent development. And if that's the case, maybe you could really sit down and talk about it. And maybe there is hope, but until he works on himself and his attitude and the way he treats you, this is a lost cause for me. Yeah, he didn't make me very happy. <laughs> Have you heard about the funeral test? The funeral test? Yeah. Uh, no, I have not heard about the funeral test. So this is really interesting that this kind of all came about in a stranger's funeral. But so the funeral test is if you're with someone yes. and you find that they don't really meet your needs emotionally or, you know, you're kind of wondering what if. Imagine the worst day of your life, which could potentially be a funeral of your Mm -hmm. parents, of a sibling, of a child. Mm -hmm. Would that person, would you want that person standing next to you on that day? Would they offer you support? Would Mm -hmm. they offer you love? Would they be able to meet, you know, your emotional needs? Mm -hmm. Or would they bring you down? Would they make it about themselves? How would that person react in that situation? And so they call it the funeral test. I can, I, I, I find that to be a great test. Yeah. I really do. I think that it's just like, like I said in the beginning, if you can't have him be there for the funeral, go, th- go through that. How can you be in bed with that guy? I just, it just blows me away. It's the most intimate thing in the world and the giving and sensitive and, and where they can tr- show the trust that, that they have for you and you can depend upon them. But, he he failed in every way outside of that. I I just well kick that, that I'd kick that guy to the curb unless if he was if he would if something's going on in his life that's making maybe him behave yeah maybe behave his own this mental way, health maybe you guys need to go to counseling to go you know open up some things that are that are bugging him and it's causing this behavior but this is a fucked up behavior. Well, and I know I'm trying to like think run through my head right now. I'm just like what you know devil's advocate here. Okay, it's a stranger's funeral. He feels uncomfortable, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm trying to really process anything that I could devil's advocate this for. But I think it doesn't matter how small this is or how insignificant it might seem to someone or how awkward it is for you. At the bottom line here, it's showing up for your partner. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And he didn't show up for her. That's exactly correct. I, I, if you told me that your girlfriend passed away or her, her mother passed away and you, you've got to go to this funeral and, and would just, Justin, you know, I'm going to ask Justin to go. Would I ever think for a second, Justin wouldn't go? Not for a second. No, no he'd chance. Be, he'd stand right by you and be there with for you. Yeah. 
So I mean that that you need somebody that's in like that. I always said this: they gotta walk. They gotta walk with you side by side. They are there to to be there for you as you would always be there for them. Yeah. Well, sorry we just shit on your boyfriend for the last twenty minutes. Hey. But sometimes it must be said. <laughs> like we've said after every story, keep us posted. We wish you the best. I'm very, very happy you're pursuing an uh, individual therapist. I think it will bring you great things. And and don't and and, the, and and should this not work out, and you find yourself you're looking for someone, you will definitely have the experience of this to know that your shit screen will keep people like this out of your life. Yeah, and that they they will be a person that you know you will you will seek a person that will walk through life with you. Yeah, definitely. And and have a little compassion because this guy had no compassion for you at all. No, not in this case. No. Alrighty. Um, we didn't even mention our socks. Oh, look at our socks. We are we're matching today. We haven't really talked about our socks no. for the past, I don't know, 20 years. This is the shows. first time. I think this is the first time I've showed off my feet on this show. Really? Yeah. Well, you got, I love your socks. I know. I bought them for us for Pride Month uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, to support all of our, our LGBTQ plus IA friends. That's fantastic. LGBTQIA plus. But- I wanted to show our support, but we just, we forgot. Oh, well, now we did it. But. By the way, I want to thank you guys for joining us for number 30. Yeah. And uh, we hope to see you at Patreon. Yeah. And don't forget to subscribe. When you subscribe, you get the little love no love notes that we have another show that's popped up. Yeah. So you want to definitely do that. And we'll see you did next you, did week. Did you say it right this time? Subscribe. Dad, there's a B in it. I said subscribe. Sub. Sub. Scribe. You push, say, you say. Push the subscribe button. There you go. You keep saying subscribe. Subscribe. Yay. <laughs> okay. Off to Patreon we go. And we'll see you there. Bye. Bye.